I have the pleasure of interviewing Audra Sampson, the owner of Audra Style. They are a custom jewelry designer. They make really neat pieces of art and jewelry that they put on to all sorts of things like bracelets and earrings, and they also do different prints. And they have a really, really cute store, but a lot of her business is online and a lot of her business is on social media. And so we just interviewed her with the challenges of being an artist today and also running a consumer goods store. Hope you enjoy. Why'd you decide to do video and not just audio? That's a great question. All right, so the, the short story of why I do the video is if I wanted to, I could just use just the GoPro or just one camera. Like I don't have to use multiple cameras. I do that because I have them, but to go from an audio only to a audio and video podcast, it's incredibly simple. You're just all you're adding is just one camera. And so your possibilities for distribution just amplify after that. Because with a podcast, if you did an audio only one, you upload it to iTunes and Spotify, wherever it's going. You could then do what they call audiograms if you want to promote it on social media so you can kind of convert some stuff. That's right. That's exactly it. And so now with this, we have the ability to take a 45-minute episode, clip out three one-minute clips if we want as just separate pieces of video content um, in addition to um, the the, the audio-only version. So... The, the, the short of it is it's not a lot of work to just add a video component to it. You could just do it with a phone and two microphones, you know, and now you have yourself a video podcast that just gives you additional distribution options. So, gotcha. yeah, because uh, a lot of people ask me that, though. So I call it a vodcast video podcast. I don't, I don't know if that's even a thing. That's just what I call it. Yeah. The video podcast. I think it should be that. It's kind of like how vlogging first started. Right. It, it really stemmed from blogs, and so vlogging was a video log. Got it. A vlog. Um, a vlog. Vlog is actually a, a, a video term, um, but but I guess people probably call it vlogs, though, I guess. Well, I call you B-Rad, so. You call me B-Rad? Vlogs? A-Udra? A, no, it a, doesn't work. Adra? Uh, uh, Audra. Audra. <laughs> Audra. Just Audra. Yeah. Hey, for anybody that has not left us yet... Uh, this is episode 48. We have a special guest here, Audra. I literally almost just said your maiden name. Audra Sampson. That's right. Uh, from Audra Style here in New Bern. Um, so she makes um, colorful art and accessories and um, sells them in her flagship store here in New Bern. Also now one in Moorhead City. Right. Um, you distribute pretty much all over the country, I believe, or is it? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty much all over the country you distribute in different boutique shops. Yes. Um, and then you also have your own brand store online, AudraStyle.com. So mm-hmm. um, super happy to have you on. Um, it's a great guest and also one of our favorite clients. Um, so we've been working with uh, you guys, I think, since uh, like March, I think was it. I actually looked back because um, I put some of the videos on here and I labeled them all like in folders because I'm just a little OCD like that. And so I think March was like the first video that, that we ended up creating. Um, so yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a fun ride so far. So Yeah, enjoying it. Um, so anyways, uh, so Audra, just... Uh, why don't you give me your, like, how do you like to introduce yourself to people? Like, what you do? Um, artist, I guess, first. Um, business owner. Mama. All those three, because it's all the time. All of them. Um, 
we make jewelry, but <clears throat> my main love is, is to paint big paintings. And the jewelry kind of stemmed from the uh, coming up with a sellable product from the paintings. Mm -hmm. So I do sell paintings, but the jewelry is more of a, I guess, affordable uh, piece of artwork that people can wear. So, um, you know, we, we wholesale, we have a retail store, and we have a store online. Um, and we have employees, which is still weird to me because that only started, what, two years ago. Um, you started what, two years ago? Having employees. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing this since the 90s, but we right. hired our first employee in 2019. So that's still something that we're getting used to, my husband and I, as we. Um, <clears throat> and so, yeah, I mean, I'm all the things all the time, really. Yeah. So now, um, how? when did you make your first piece of wearable art, I guess I would call it? Uh, probably 1998, maybe. Oh, you've been doing this like a long time then. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. I know you said you've been painting for a long time. Cause I remember you talking about right. you went to all the different shows and everything back in the day. Yeah. So in 97, I did my very first show. It was the Bridgeton Blueberry Festival. Back then it was like, um, I did, it was that country primitive kind of stuff that we painted, you know, just, you know, rag dolls. And that was the very first year, but we, I did a craft show here and then it just evolved into painted bricks and painted mailboxes. But I had, um, I always made bits of jewelry here and there. So yep. back then, but I never, it just never became a thing or I never pushed it. Um, what sold was our lighthouse bricks. And mailboxes that I hand painted. Oh! In fact, we just we just passed one. What's a lighthouse brick? Sorry, what's that? Oh, uh, you don't know what a lighthouse brick is. I guess most people probably wouldn't. It's like a brick that I. I feel like you just judged me a little bit inside. No, not at all. <laughs> I just have been saying it for like <laughs> what twenty four years. So it's like, who doesn't know what a lighthouse brick is? It's it's literally a brick that I would paint the background blue and paint seven North Carolina lighthouses on. Got it. So it's not like it came from a lighthouse. No, no. Got no. it. Okay, it's just, no, it's, it's, just it's, a, it's a lighthouse uh, I would paint the lighthouses, yes. I yes, got okay. what you're saying. So lighthouses were big in the, in the late 90s. Got it. And so, but the jewelry, I would, you know, I always dabbled. And then we had a store um, in Greenville in 2005 called Artifacts after I graduated from ECU. And I made jewelry then, um, painted little scrabble tiles that I would make into a necklace or an earring and huh. stuff like that. And then just all through the years, you know, making jewelry, but we really went hard on it in 2018. So yeah. 2018, so like three years ago, that's when you went hard with the, with the, the earring stuff then? Right. Right. Yeah. So okay. I had, was getting ready to turn 40. Um, I was, had painted wine glasses and beer mugs and stuff like that for about 20, almost 20 years. And everything that I sold, I hand painted from start to finish. My husband helped. He would base coat. He would pack and ship. And he would, you know, um, bake because we had to bake them to yep. cure them. Um, but it just, I had just, I had to hand paint each piece from start to finish. So huh. I could work 16 hours a day. I know I could get, you know, 120 glasses done if I work 16 hours a day. This right. Was, you know, and then with kids and all that just become, it's, you know, Anyway, my shoulder started hurting, right. turned 40, getting old. Um, and I wanted to come up with something that, first of all, was easier easier to ship because mm -hmm. glassware creates its own issues. I mean, sometimes it takes as long to pack and ship a piece of glass mm -hmm. as it does to actually create the product. Um, and then something that would sort of fuse my two passions, which was art and fashion. 
um, something, a very sellable product. So I started really going hard at it January 2018, and then it just took off. So. Wow, I didn't. Yes, I didn't know that the the earrings were only like a, since a twenty like a like a three four year ago. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. I just sort of, sort of made the decision. Okay, now or never. Yeah. Really, um, and so we just I went at it, started selling on Etsy, and it just at the time. I mean, there was a few things out there that were similar, but nothing mm -hmm. nothing that combined like all the patterns and colors and, and big and hand painted so yeah. much. I mean, there was a few, but not many. It's, it's exploded since then, but putting it out there was sort of scary because it just wasn't a thing. And, but people, people tend loved it. And so, it just, so, so let's off. talk about the Etsy thing then for a second. Um, so did you start, you started with Etsy. That's where you first sold your earrings then? Yeah. So I had sold glassware on Etsy back guess 2007 ish you know whenever mm -hmm. it's kind of started on ebay selling online because then, I, I guess i just almost like even just not necessarily forgot but just overlooked the fact that you're still selling on etsy because you have such oh a, i don't sell on etsy now oh you don't sell no, on no, etsy no, no, now no. okay but that but, was my i before i had my own website got it okay in 2009 you do have all these other sales channels that yep. i mean you, you know you you really have such an omni channel approach to things right. um because I, I know that you've um, you've looked at selling on other platforms as well, but, um, how success, I guess, how much, um, did Etsy really help you? The, the reason I'm asking this is, I mean, Etsy is such a marketplace for, right. for makers, um, you know, small makers, you right. know, and, and I mean, I just, I just see that as such a great platform, people that just, just like you, where they're just kind of like, I just got to make a few things and I just want to like sell a couple things mm -hmm. instead of just. This just being a hobby, you know, want right. to get some beer money or something. Right, right, right. Um, like how, like how much did that help you? I guess when you first started off. Well, like was, were you making a good living from it, or? Yes. Um, in fact, when I sold glassware, you know, thirteen or so years ago on Etsy, I did mostly like uh, wedding party glassware. So I'd uh -huh. paint like a bride and a groom, you know, the dress and the the tux, and then I would do the whole wedding party. Hmm. Anyway, we killed it on Etsy. Etsy was much smaller then, so yeah. it was less competition. Right. It was easier to be found in the feeds. The algorithm hadn't changed so much. You didn't have yeah. to. You didn't have to promote. Um, right. Now it's a little bit different, and it had changed so much because I had closed my my shop for my glassware. When I started my earring, it, the whole system had kind of changed. It was the market was very saturated with just about everything. Yeah. And Etsy had. Etsy's great, but it had allowed. When it when it first started, it was all makers, and now it's buy resell a lot of things. So okay. you don't have they. I don't think they. I don't think they. Um, what is the word? Probably vet a lot. Like yeah. A lot of right. Like, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of it is is um, you know stuff that's made overseas and brought yep. in and just resell. Well, um, that that Printful that I had uh -huh. uh, talked right. about a while ago, um, they have an Etsy integration that I had just seen. Yes. Um, I okay. actually had made a shirt like on the fly uh, one day. It was actually mostly just so I could see how Etsy worked because people mm -hmm. have asked me about it. I, that was also the part of the reason asking you that question. Um, but I had just made this shirt uh, about Adobe Lightroom. It was just um, it was just sort of a gag thing about you know uh, photographers. They a lot of like lifestyle photographers. They like putting a lot of grain in the photos to make it look like an older you know right. camera, like older film camera. So they just kind of take the grain slider and just like jack it all the way. So I made uh, kind of a shirt like just playing off of that. So I just made it really quick in Illustrator and just put it on a t-shirt mock-up um, in Printful. 
and then connected it to Etsy. And it was super easy. And then it cost me 30 cents just to put the listing on there. Right, right. Uh-huh. But it's all direct to garment, you know. So that, yes. that was kind of, that was, you know, to your point is that I'm not making anything. Other than the artwork that I made, I guess. So well, I mean, I think th- that's there fair. Was, that's there different. Was, yeah. You know, I actually I looked at it. It was about an hour that I spent making the artwork um, for Because I actually, like, basically, uh, I basically took the slider in the program that I recreated all those shapes. So it probably took like about an hour or so. But I see that's it's to me far, that's art. I mean you've done that, but what I'm talking about is somebody But I only have to do that once though. So that that's kind of the ticket though. I only have to do that once. I don't have to keep painting but that, a glass. That's exactly <laughs> well that's just different. But that's also there's, you know, um print on demand. I mean people you I have put my print my paintings mm-hmm. on Etsy a few years ago. And, you know, you can download the digital file and print on your own. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I still created that. So, mm-hmm. I'm still the artist. I'm still selling right. it so far. Etsy has its place and Etsy's great. And yes. before I had a social media presence, which I worked really hard for, especially Instagram, um, you kind of have to, you had, I had to rely on Etsy promoting or people knowing about Etsy to find me. And then, you know, over the year, 2018, 2019, I really just focused on Instagram mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and just built that following up. And after that, I was able to open my own website. And so I can direct people directly from my social media to my website. So mm-hmm. I kind of don't need um, Etsy anymore. Um, I've considered going back to, but you kind of get lost. So you can, you know, people may find you, but then again, there's this little ad down here mm-hmm. and then it just click away. Mm-hmm. When someone, when you have somebody land on your website, they're yours mm-hmm. for that and there's nothing else to take them away. So I just think it's you're more likely to get the sale. Yeah. Um, so. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, we were actually just looking at Etsy just last night, my wife and I. Uh, so as I mentioned before the show, her, uh, my wife just got a cricket. And uh, so we've just made a couple little little things with it. One of the things we just made was probably the largest so far is we made um, like a 12 inch by 24 inch sign. Uh, I painted like a little blackboard for her. And then she used the white vinyl. Uh, you've probably seen this dog quote before. It's like it came to me that every time I lose a dog, you know, they take a piece of me. It's like it's kind of right, a long uh-huh. quote. It's it's yeah. it's well known. And you see it. You've seen all sorts of things. So we made that, and I actually like priced it out. I think between like the board, the paint, the vinyl, and the transfer tape, it all came out to about like four fifty in materials. Like mm-hmm. that's the that was the raw material right. four four forty eight. And so I was like, oh, I wonder how much these sell for on Etsy. And so. So I just typed I just typed the first line of that thing in and whoosh, da, 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 yes. You know, so and so much. there's all different styles, different boards you can get, but it's the same exact quote. And I'm sure most of them are using some sort of uh, you know, vinyl cutter. Most right. I'm just guessing, most of yeah, them yeah, are using yeah. some sort of vinyl cutter, or they've made some sort of stencil from it and just spray painting it. But they're using one of these cricket kind of things in silhouette, I guess is another mm-hmm, one as I've just mm-hmm. recently learned. Um, but yeah, I mean, so now they're just, there's a whole bunch of them. It's not like there's like five of them that I can choose from. There was like 30 on the first page ranging from 20 to 50. And so it's just, I think even as a consumer, that's like overwhelming. It is. Cause it's just right. like, okay, what, now you have to really look to, well, if you're diligent, so I'm sure some people aren't and they just get some of the real crap material stuff that's out there, like real cheap stuff. 
But if you're a diligent buyer, then you have to look and you have to count, okay, what materials are they using? You know, how long is it going to take them to make it? You know, what's what's their policy on this? You know, what kind of wood are they using? Are they using permanent? Like how like how good is this thing going to last? If I'm paying 45 bucks for this right, right, right. one unique thing. And so that's for me as the consumer, that's kind of the problem that I run into is that there's just, there is too many of the same thing. But I mean, you can't, you can't stop that engine. I mean, that's just, that's how they scale and grow as more that's users. Right. That, that's, that's how you're going to do it, you yeah. know? Um, anyway, so enough about Etsy though, enough promoting Etsy there. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little about your earrings over here. Cause that's, I would say that's like your number one product that you yes, sell right now. Oh, yeah. Cause like even your holder cup up there. So that that's one of your prints, yeah. That that you. Yes. So if you go into our store, we had a huge. I had I painted a triptych, so it's three, four by five. Each painting was four feet by five feet, and it each one hung over our earring wall in our store. So this is created from one of those paintings. So we we take make it a digital um, file, and then we put it on things. So even that earring right there that you're holding. Yeah, not, oh, the, not the brass. Yeah, oh. so you can see that's the same print. Oh, yeah. Here, let me let me see your mug there. Claire, can you? Uh, that's called our garden one? print, and that all comes from the big painting that's hanging yeah, in our go. store. What what print is it called? Garden. 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 Oh, garden. Oh, I see it right there. Mint striped garden. Right. Abby. So yeah. Abby is the shape. Abby's is that the correct? shape. Abby's Mint, the shape. Mint stripe would be the top bar, and so then garden. I can. So oh. if I like the shape, I can effectively get the Abby earring, but in multiple yep. uh, prints That's or, right. or uh, patterns and all that kind of stuff. Yep. yep. Got it. Okay. Um, so yeah. So then we have a few. So actually, is it, yeah, I want to grab this one here. So you have uh, these that are reversible. So this is a new thing for you, right? Reversible just came out in June. It's something I've been wanting to do for a while. We finally kind of executed it here. in a way that um, we got the process the down. So you can see it better. Right. So one side is one print, and one side is a different print. So you can take the hook out and switch it and where you know you have two earrings in one <laughs> i don't know why i just reversed it considering the fact that you have like, to... <laughs> on, both, on both sides there um yep. yeah no that is um that, that's pretty neat. I, I love how i don't know where you make your tags but you even kind of printed a little reversible thing yeah because i thought that was really neat well it, it i wanted people out. to understand like this isn't just a mixed match earring like, right you know, right right exactly right. exactly I bet you there's probably some people that just wear mismatched earrings though. Like, uh, I'm hey, sure that that, if you have a collection of them, that's right. Because you have, um, you also now have a subscription. Well, I should say now you've had the subscription box for a little while. Two years, but it's this month. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, okay, two years this month. Yep. But you, I mean, you really have a, a good um, number of people that have subscribed to that now. So, actually, you know, what? I think it'd be good time to um, play one of her uh, one of her videos. So, um, what's so funny? Two? Just, just, just speak up. <laughs> Our producer is trying to tell like, us something. I'm gonna need like 30 seconds, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no. I'm not an on-command producer here. Well, 30 seconds <laughs> is really different from the peace sign or the I was two second. Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes but she's whittled it. Down I wasn't really sure what you were holding up there. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, so yes, yeah, so I put a few of the videos that we've done. I just thought it um you need to. You know, we could throw one of them up there and then, um, oh, are you in like a preview mode or something? Oh, I got you. Look at, wow, look at her. She's like, she's on top of it here. Claire's so, got it so going on. Claire's queuing this up now. It's uh, down the bottom there, subscription box. Uh, nope, subscription box. 
there you go. Subscription box. With our model, Claire. That's Clara. Clara, excuse me. Yes. Oh, my God. She's probably watching right now. Is, is like, oh, my God. So, I think back to live mode. Uh, oh, publish. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, here we go. This was a really fun one to make. This was fun. This is my favorite part right here. When you get the, uh, oh, the, the little click, uh, the little clock kicking <laughs> back and forth, yeah. Yeah, this so was you, at so, my mama's house. So the subscriptions, they get a design every month. Yep. Um, I'm actually not sure if people can hear us talking still or not. I'm not, I'm, I wonder if it mutes us, that'd be funny. Um, so they get a subscription every single month in the mail. It's kind of around the same time that they subscribe. So if I subscribe on the 15th, it my renews. order is being processed around that Right, so we, we have yeah. it. We don't process it. We have it set up in the in our system that it right. automatically generates, you know, the same time each month. So if you sign up on the 15th of September, it'll recur on 15th of October. Right. So it kind of takes, you know, you, you, you kind of, it, it takes the work out of it. You just all of a sudden, oh yeah, I got something in the mail. I've, you know, I'm excited. And yeah. We always announce what the earring is going to be within a, you know, a few, a couple days into the month. Mm -hmm. um, it's a different earring each month. Um, you know, we have. And it's a, exclusive. It's like, right. So, so it's I can't just go buy it off the shelf somewhere. Right. It, it, so I really when get we first started two years ago, we would send a current style, right, that we had. But as we gained more subscribers who were also customers, it was hard to keep track of what uh, our customers had already bought. Uh, we didn't want them to get something in a mail that they already had bought. Right. And we maintained that for a while, but as we got more and more, we, we, we just can't do this. So we started, um, we would keep files on each customer and kind of keep track. But then, hmm. you know, we don't know these customers, you know, we have a subscriber in Alabama who shops at a store that we sell to in Alabama. It just got too hairy. Right. So, uh, last, I think last um, April was our first new exclusive pair. So every month, it's a new earring that I design exact just for our subscribers. Now mm -hmm. sometimes we'll end up putting it into our normal rotation a few months down the line, but mm -hmm. it's not something that anybody's been able to purchase before. So you know that you're getting something mm -hmm. that you don't have that nobody else has. Um, so that's exciting, and you know we try to think about you know, all of our subscribers um, and try to design something that's not too big or too small or, you know, it's hard to kind of make sure that everybody's happy, but we really try to do our best to keep it um, something that we think everybody will like and wear. We want you to wear it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the goal. We want you to keep subscribing. So, you know, we put a lot of thought into it. Um, and then we just added, so you can get a bracelet. Um, you can have a, a just an earring. You can get an earring and a bracelet, and then we have a kids sub box or a mini sub box. Some people like studs, so it, mm. you know, it's not just for kids. So we have a sub box that has two really small pairs of earrings. Mm. So a lot of people buy those and subscribe for their children. Um, so we, we kind of have lots of options. Now, do you uh, do, do you ever see? Because I, I don't I don't wear earrings, I, but I but I just thought maybe this situation might come. Do you ever get people that kind of wear like? What what do you call that kind of earring? Like a, like it dangles. Like what's that style of earring? This called? is a and bell. Jelly. This is our biggest. That's earring. called a bell. Bell. B e l l. -E. Do, do you get people that wear bell earrings plus a stud in a different part of the ear? 
Possibly, maybe. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've seen women wearing like right, multiple right. earrings around the ear there. Possibly. The belt. So I, I just wonder if there's an opportunity where you can almost have like the matching stud with, with the right, belt right. earring, you know? Because right. uh, occasionally, one uh, every I don't know, maybe twice a year, mm-hmm. we will usually around a holiday or something. Well, our normal subscribers will throw in a stud. Um, so last year around fall, we threw in like a pumpkin stud on top. So it was like a surprise mm-hmm. gift. Oh, I so see. we do that occasionally right. just to kind of, yeah. yeah and, it, and it's not something that we, we say we're going to do. We just kind of mm-hmm. surprise you with it. So you just never kind of know. Yeah. So that's fun. I think that's such a neat thing that you did with the subscription. I didn't realize that it wasn't always exclusive. And so that's kind of a neat, uh, you know, I guess I, I, I would consider like very good customer insight to, right. Um, you know, the fact, you know, really seeing the big picture of all these things, it's like, it's not just the fact that a customer may have already bought this one earring, but people in another store, you know, cause I'm, it sounds like some States don't like, a, a your store in Alabama might not get all the same designs. They might get some designs that are, they kind of only want to carry cause you have so many designs. We so. have so many designs that mm-hmm. even if we have a store, you know, in this city in Alabama, and we do provide territory production to our retailers. So we, you know, we do a three mile radius around a store. So we don't want two stores right beside each other carrying them. Right. But even if they did, chances are, I mean, we, when we're putting together a wholesale order from what they've ordered, everybody's order is so different even, right. but we try to make sure that, you know, it's not, there's, they're not competing with each other. There's mm-hmm. a variety. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have so many styles that nobody's, you know, got the same thing in their store. And every yeah. store in our shops differently for their store. So some stores may be, you know, more neutral, more, um, I don't know, cl- uh, classic. Um, and then we have other stores who just want nothing but leopard print and neons mm. and da da da. So it's just funny to see these orders come in and how who chooses what. Yeah. So tell us a little about your um, your original artwork too, because you still produce a lot of artwork. I mean, you're you're painting, you know, pretty yes. frequently, I guess. So I, if I could do whatever I wanted to during the day, yeah, <laughs> that's um, what I'll be doing. Now, but, would you cons- now how what style of paint? Like, is it like a because it looks kind of chaotic to me, but I don't know if that's the appropriate, you know, that's fine. style. Okay, that's so fine. Ca- you have a chaotic kind of style. Of, yes, so it never like, ends up... A little abstract. It, and, I don't ever sit down and want and paint something, look at something, and want it to match exactly. This is not my style. Mm-hmm. So um, it kind of never ends up where I think it's going to end up when I start, which is part of the fun. And there's always a moment in the middle of a painting where I kind of think this is stupid and this is... <laughs> ridiculous and what am I doing with my life and you know um but then if you can just push past that uh-huh. and keep painting and keep painting then it you, you know usually ends up something that I'm, I'm proud of um but getting past that that hump is is scary but yeah if if I could do what I wanted to every day that would that would be it's it painting, yeah. painting and I like to paint big like so the bigger the canvas the better right. it's just you know the the daily ins and outs of the business sort of take me away from that a lot yeah but, well, I love that you also put them in, you, I don't know how you do it, but you know, when you reprint them in the smaller pieces there, because mm-hmm. I've gotten, um, somewhere here I have a, okay, I have your, your fox there, and I think I have one oh, of the your tiger. bears, yeah, yeah. um, on the other side. Right. Um, but I've seen them in the store where I've seen like, you know, there's like a print where it's only like a part of it, and then all of a sudden I'll see another print where it's like the whole painting, and so I just like the way that you repurpose those paintings where 
you can kind of make it where it's like take a section out. It's like its own. It's its own artwork, you know. Right. Um. Where, where did you like? Have you always been kind of a chaotic painter like that since like when you were painting? You know, twenty years ago. No, when I first started, you know, the lighthouses needed to look like the lighthouses. That's right. Yes, you said lighthouses. Yeah. Um. But that to me creates. It makes it work. Um. And I really don't like having to paint something to look like something. So. You know, then the you're probably really focused on does it actually look like this and and then it, it just feels like a job to me it doesn't feel mm -hmm. like an expression mm -hmm. interesting um so but then again you also have to make a living so right you know i'm constantly fighting you know just painting what i want to paint all the time and making it into a sellable product mm -hmm. so um we've kind of you know where we're at in the business now we're able to um my husband is able to really reproduce I create the files and then he can reproduce them on because of the machinery that we mm -hmm. have invested in over the past couple of years. We're able to really take something that I painted once, you know, five years ago. All right. I mean, we are, we're even selling paintings. So there's an earring in here. I painted this painting, this, this painting. It was um, like an 11 by 14 maybe. And it was just this doodle painting that I painted, um, I think it was in 2007, mm -hmm. right? And um, this, can, can, can I see it? You, you yeah. pulled it up? Oh. Right. We call this painting with this print thrift, and it's because mm. this painting I painted in 2007. We lived in Greenville. My son was born that year. <laughs> the OG. It sat, it sat in a box, you know, forever. When we moved from Oriental to New Bern in 2019, January 2019, it ended up in a box that was donated to a thrift store in Hamilton County, accidentally. I didn't know it until a few months later. We were we happened to be in that thrift store just randomly one day, and I saw <laughs> this painting hanging on the wall of the thrift store. Uh. Actually, this is called Clover Farm, but we first started calling it thrift, and I'll tell you why. Clover Farm was the grocery store where the thrift store is now. It's the hospice thrift store in Pamlico, but it used yeah. to be the Clover Farm. So anyway, I bought the painting back for $2, my painting, and we ended up turning it into a print, right? So now we call the print Clover Farm. So if you go on our website, this is OG Clover Farm. That's interesting. So you yeah. bought, so you had to buy your print back for $5? Uh, two. Uh, two. $2. Yeah. Oh, $2. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I recognize that word. And then I realized what had happened and it had gotten donated anyway. So I bought it back. And That's pretty good. So now it's one of our, it's one of our most popular, you know, we love to mix that with all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, it's so. funny. Someone gave me a painting one time in an artist here in New Bern. They give me a painting and, um, I asked them why they didn't sell more of their paintings. And they said, Oh, I'm just so afraid one day I'm going to see it like in a thrift shop. And I just thought that was just like a, like a silly fear, but apparently I guess that happens. I guess you get paintings yeah. or you just artwork and you're just kind of like, I'm tired of it or for one reason or another. Whatever, right. And then you just kind of, But if you'd have you told me in 2000, 2007 when I was doing this little doodly thing yeah. that it would be hanging on people's ears across the country. Right. You just never know. Right. And that's the thing about art. You just make it. Yeah. You never know what's going to, what's going to happen. I mean, uh -huh. it can be 20 years later that you're making money off of it. You know, it's really interesting that, uh, just you saying it uh, with art, just making it. What, what, what's the timestamp on here? Because I want to, I want to uh, clip this out later. Yeah, you, you, you just figured it out later. Anyways, um, that's like the the one thing I'm telling you when it comes to what well, I'm going to use this buzzword content, you know, for social media or for for any anywhere is that people get so worked up about 
it being perfect. And here's the deal. I, I've had this. Um, I, I'm gonna try and not go. I'm almost like I feel like we should set a timer. By the way, for like if I know I'm about to go on a tangent, we should like set a timer like a minute so that way I don't like keep going off. Do you need um, like me to like to come up with a word that I can be like? Yeah, just, or just just like, like five more. I'm like really going off the rails. <laughs> um, the thing is, like, I have this struggle between. I really like taking, I really like making polished productions of videos, photos. Like, I really like making them polished. Mm -hmm. Audiences on social media, some of them care for that, some of them don't. You know, so it's kind of a struggle. Like, some of them really don't like the really high production. Like, that's kind of like where TikTok really, really uh, hits home is that none of the stuff has to be highly, highly polished stuff. Right. In fact, it doesn't work as well. And it's beginning to be like that for Instagram, Facebook, and kind of like anywhere else. But for me, as a producer, it like that's that's where I live. I live in that like really good production stuff. And um, so, anyways, you know, so, so I started kind of just trying to get anecdotal feedback from people about like, oh, like what do you like to see on here? And, and a lot of the feedback actually is like, no, I really like to see like really good images. You know, like people that are scrolling. And it occurred to me that we really are attracted to higher quality stuff just in the right setting. And so what I mean by that is we were just looking through wedding photos last night of my, uh, my wife's, um, parents wedding, you know, and it's like the, it's like your typical, like older wedding photos, like lower resolution lighting isn't nearly as good. Right. And now like when you think of like wedding photographers, it's like, it's so overproduced. I mean, it's just most wedding photographers, I shouldn't knock them down, but in most wedding you know, it's very, very high key stuff, like super, a lot of, a lot of the backgrounds like a very blown out, very overexposed. It's very bright, right. you know, bright and airy is like the latest, you right. know, mm -hmm. you know, way to describe yourself. And, and I mean, they look nice, you know, right. but 30 years ago, they looked just as good 30 years ago, you know? So I think just as things evolve and things get better, we just like higher quality items. It's like right. it's 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 the reason why, you know, you, you know, um, you know, it's it's difficult to watch older movies for people because the quality isn't as good. You know, I was just watching The Patriot a, a couple months ago with Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. That's a. I look back. I'm like, that's a 20 year old movie. You know, Aim Small, Miss Small. What's that? Aim Small, Miss Small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great quote. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like a 20 year old movie, but it was made on really good cameras. The it's color grading yeah, is like in, yeah, in, yeah. insane. It's like, it has insane color on there, right. but it's, it's from 20 year old technology. Like the, the technology and the camera in your phone is better than what th that was, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but so I guess the, the point is this, we just, we like quality. And so, um, you know, I like quality anyways, but it just has it. It has its place, and I'm not even sure where we even started from this. But um, where, where where was the beginning of that? This is the problem well, with my tangents. The, I've noticed on Instagram, especially. Okay, so we like you know we've hired you guys for video and photography, um, really really good stuff, lifestyle stuff. Love it. Where's that timestamp? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mess with you. Yeah. Maybe this a loop for him. <laughs> no, excellent. Great. It's really good for our website. It's really good to share his videos. Um, you know, we had a PR firm for a while and they would, they loved it very polished. What I noticed on Instagram though, is that, that people like to see, and I'm the same way. I don't like to show anything until it's right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't like to show paintings in progress really. Right. 
I don't like to show something. I don't like to talk about something until it's done. You know, I don't like to say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I like to show you when I've done it. Mm -hmm. Right. Just in life in general. Um, but Instagram seems to like the behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. They like, they seem to like the candid shots, the, um, Anyway, that's what I've noticed. I get more interaction on Instagram if it's a process video mm -hmm. or behind the scenes or look at this goof that I did or, yep. you know, a mistake that I'm... People like to see real. Mm -hmm. That's what I've noticed on Instagram. Auth authentic stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hey, do you ever watch How It's Made on the Science Channel or Discovery? Yeah. Yeah. I like... It's like I'm obsessed with that show. My son my son loves it. He'd be like, right. can we watch How It's Made? Um and uh, that's how I see a lot of that Instagram stuff that you right. just mentioned is it's the it's the how it's made stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's not narrated and scripted, but but a lot. I mean, some of it is actually. I mean, I've seen a lot of people, especially with reels now. Like reels are, you know, have become a, a way for people to take short clips of different things and kind of combine them together into here's a start to finish kind of thing. Um, and then narrate over that, like what you're doing. Right. You know? So yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. kind of neat. That is. Um, I, I know that you have some, uh, well, I don't know if you'd call it intellectual property, but you know, you have some sort of private things that you don't want to necessarily show inside that's, your shop. Right, but, exactly. Um, yeah. But I think there's probably a way to um, show off some of the stuff. Like, I think some of the packing uh, would be kind of neat. Um, and it's like, all right, well, we've done packing once, but you know, maybe there's like a big order that you have, or maybe there's just like a day where you have like, you know, 50 of your subscriptions that you have to pack out. Right. right exactly. Like some of the days there's like a couple I know, but then some of the days, or I think you said like on the last day of the month is when like they really yeah, come in, yeah. you know, so maybe like on the last day of the month, you just set up like a time-lapse from your phone, you know, a little tripod, put it in time-lapse mode and just go through like shuffling through 50, 60 orders or how many ever it is. Um... And it's just kind of like an exciting thing. You can do that every single month, you know, because the 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 area is going to look just a little bit different each time yeah. you do that. And so I just something like that would be kind of neat, and that would be a really easy way to do that um, behind the scenes stuff that people are looking or you know interested in. Right. Um, I mean, and I it like also it brings too. more That's attention like. to the subscription box. Right. It, that it's not just some perfectly little package thing that you get. That there's we really work hard and we make big goofs sometimes that you don't right. ever get to see. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the, I think that's what people like to see is that, you know, not everybody is perfect and you know, you, I certainly am not. Yep. And I like to see other people making mistakes and yeah. other people behind the scenes and we're all, you know, nine times out of 10, I've got, you know, cereal in my hair from my kid or, <laughs> or just, you know, paint splatter all over me, but yeah. you don't get to see that. But right. that's what I like to see. You know, I like to know that everybody's kind of struggling in the same way. Yeah. Know? Yeah. More so than ever now. Um, people are, uh, it's actually, Instagram has a term for it. It's called individualized versus industrialized. And so um, they've made statements about that. Um, well, first of all, like when they made a statement a couple months ago about how they're going to be much more video focused. Um, and, um, but they also indicated that in the video, like, in video focus that they are more individualized focus rather than industrialized. So what they mean by that is um, they want less about, um, you know, like uh, what I'll call like text videos where it might just be like kind of like an explainer in, you know, informational video kind of thing where they want more individuality with people in it is kind right. of my point. And so, so that's what they're really looking for. And they do that by scanning the stuff. I mean, it, it's not just the caption that they scan, they scan the actual, media the actual photo and the actual video stuff 
And so they're scanning it to see what's in the actual content. It's why, like, if you ever see on, um, you can see this now where if someone makes a post about COVID, um, there's a disclaimer. There's a disclaimer, uh-huh. even if it's not in the caption, it could just be just be the image. Because right. they're, they're basically they're actually scanning the text in the image. They're scanning right. uh-huh. what's in there. Right. So you'll see sometimes people put like C and then like a zero. And then, like, they'll put different characters to try and stop the uh, Instagram from automatically uh, identifying that. Gotcha, if you gotcha. ever see that, yeah. Okay, no, so no, the no. same thing's happening with video now. So they're kind of auto-scanning that video to kind of see if it's, like, if it feels like it's, like, a person or if it's, like, a, a real authentic kind of video or if it's just, like, a, a, you know, like a cartoon animated thing that someone's making because now that's what's good for the algorithm is video versus photo. I guess my whole point to that is, um, that, you know, people, I think that's actually what I was originally going on with the whole quality thing is that people just are constantly trying to trick and hack stuff. It's just, for me, I just post. Like, I don't try and overthink stuff. Yeah. But that's what most people, they do. We are overthinking. It, it went I back did, to the point sure. of, like, just make stuff. Like, just make just the make art. It, just right? make it. Just post it. You know, like, you're playing guessing games. Like, oh, is this going to work or not? And, like... I, I, I kind of find what works and what doesn't work. And, and even the stuff that I know that doesn't work, I don't care. I still post it anyways, you know? Like, I'll post po- portfolio photos and videos of websites that I've created. Those take. Those do the absolute worst. The, the absolute worst. And by the way, when I say worst, I mean in terms of the metrics that Instagram gets back to me. But how do I know? Sins and... Um saves and stuff like that that's right yeah so all that all that metric stuff is the stuff that does the worst right but how do i know if one day someone's just gonna scroll through like my grid or something and sees like a picture of a website kind of thing and goes oh what's interesting with that like oh i didn't realize they they also do website design it only takes that one person and that's happened and so i guess that's kind of my point why i just don't care like i just i don't care to like post things that like i think are going to work better or worry about if it does or it doesn't and so that's like a big difference for me personally anyways. And that's why I even like tell people like when they come to me for social media help, I'm like, I'm not a social media like master or guru. Like I just try things out and I'm like, I'm just willing to just dive into the deep end and realize I'm probably going to need to get pulled out. Like I just, I don't care. But because of that, I end up having that experience that I can then help others with. Right. But, There's always, um, even if, even if something is technically, a, I mean, a failure or mm-hmm. you don't do as well, or there's always something that you can learn. That's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, I actually learn way more in the failure than I do in I the success do. of it. You know, because I'm do. like, oh man, I definitely know how to not do that again, you right, know, right, right. Um, or what I have to do for it next time. And so, yeah, I, I, I find it interesting either way. So I just, I, I just post what I think is kind of interesting and I just try and let myself decide whether it's interesting or not rather than. You know, got five likes. You know, right. It's like it's not a it's not a big deal to me. Like that that doesn't bother me. But my God, is that such an issue right now? It it yeah, it's bothering me less. When I first started, I was like, this you know, this has only got twenty likes. Oh my God, mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong? And then you you know you try different things. And isn't it amazing? You just you just hit the nail on the head. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but but that is like a made that's the major issue right now is that you're now you're now analyzing compartmentalizing in yourself, saying what did I do wrong? You did nothing wrong, right? But now we have. So many people self-analyzing themselves of what am I doing? You're not doing anything wrong. Right. It, it is. It's not a job to have to post something good. Like you can just go outside and breathe and live. 
you did nothing wrong, but that's what, but that feeling that you just said is what's driving more people that don't have as much, um, you know, mental strength to like actually where like, they're actually like being actually bothered by that, you know, like they're actually bothered by that. Yeah. And I don't, I, it, it stresses me out too, that I think that I have to post certain, you know, sometimes I don't want to, I don't feel like it, Right. but oh my God, I haven't posted in a day. Um, but you know, this is a business. And so, you know, I, you know, right. I would love to just be able to, to separate myself from it, mm-hmm. not post live my life in the moment. Like we all, you know, That's say right. we want to, That's right. but I, we also have to, you know, we also have to make sure that we're getting sales and, you know, mm-hmm. to, to keep, cause there's, it's not just me and Mosman. It's, you know, we have employees and we have, you know, things that, you know, and you have your, you have your wholesale vendors that, you know, we have, wholesale vendors you, and we have know, our commercial stuff. leases that mm-hmm. we have, you know, so, right. I would love to just not worry about it. Right. But I have to worry about right. it. Right. But a lot less of like, oh my God, this only got 20 likes. Um, I didn't post in a day. I need to post it three times. I, I used to be really worked up on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a lot less now. Um, if I feel like something... Okay, so I used to use like a scheduling Mm-hmm. app and I we've talked about this a little bit yeah um but to me that seems to be very canned and like so I would schedule something I'd sit down on a Sunday and schedule it for the week and then here would you know Wednesday would come and all of a sudden I'd, oh that's been posted mm-hmm. um and I was like oh I'm not I'm not there that's mm-hmm. not where I'm at today mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um so I, I really have I've stopped scheduling because you know what I felt like on Sunday I'm working on something completely different on Wednesday mm-hmm. and I want to post that, but I've mm-hmm. got all these things scheduled yep. and I don't have time. So like, oh, now it's going to mess up like like this, how all the stuff is. Right. And then like have to come up with this <laughs> clever caption and the caption stressed me out more than anything, <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I just want to put an emoji and like leave, post a picture, put an emoji and leave. If I see one more ad for like caption templates of like, <sighs> oh, here's like your hook and here, it's just like, oh my God. It's, it's literally the worst. Like sometimes I'll just It's not stare. a Pulitzer Prize winning post. It's a post about your business it's like right stop but to me i find it much better if on wednesday i wake up and i'm i'm at the shop and I'm, mm-hmm. i've decided to work on something and i want to post that then because that's where my mind is i can come up with mm-hmm. this is how i feel in that moment i don't know what i'm talking why are we talking about this uh about <laughs> scheduling and, and the fact that just like, being in the moment yeah, being in the moment right. yeah so you can, I, I think you can have it both ways you can mm-hmm. live your life and be in the moment but also Run a business, yeah. I suppose. I, I actually typically schedule my stuff the night before. So it's it's almost in the moment. But, right. But I'm kind of doing the same thing with you where I'm not trying to think so far ahead of like, what do I want to do for like next Thursday? So like tonight I might get something scheduled out for Thursday because I'll be at night and I'm kind of like formulating my thoughts. And I also post for like two or three different accounts anyways. And so, right. um, so I'm trying to think of like how this fits for like a personal brand account versus like a Bear City Impact brand. Um, but, but I'm usually doing that like the, the day before though. I, I rarely, I do it where it's like several, actually Claire and I were actually talking about this though, but last week about creating some sort of a content rhythm for the week, but I still find myself just doing it the night before actually putting it out there the night before. Um, it just seems like that's the, the way for me to be as real and in the moment as that's possible. Very true. Um, instead of like oh this is what i'm gonna do for like the whole you know cause I, again but you i'm sure you've seen the same as where it's like schedule a whole month worth of content an hour it's like no you cannot do that man it I, takes me like a half hour to like do like the one thing you know to like 
find the picture, you know, what I want to do, write out that caption, and then, you know, get your hashtags all put together and stuff. I mean, maybe there's a better way to do it. I don't know. But for, for me, that's what works. And, you know, I don't have a huge following. And again, this isn't like, it's not a major concern for me. You know, if I still only had 100 followers, I'd be, I'd be happy as a pig and crap with that anyways. Like, it, it doesn't matter to me. Right. But I've been able to grow my business pretty successfully in three years. And mainly, I only post a couple of times a week on both social media things. Right. I don't, I do some Facebook advertising, but that's, I don't do like paper, radio, TV. I don't do all that stuff, you know. And so, most of what I come from is word of mouth. Um, and then a little bit of social media marketing, but I guess my point is, I don't need to be overthinking this kind well, of stuff. Well, I mean, it takes you away just... from actually doing your work. Doing the work, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, because I'm know? sitting here, you know, worried about what I'm going to post at three o'clock and five o'clock and this seven is, o'clock. Yeah, and I haven't painted anything. On that's it. half of what Clear is here for, but it's <sighs> like I just, I'm just so now where it's like. I'm kind of where you were like a few years ago, I guess, you know, where it's it's no longer easy for just you and your husband to, to produce pack and ship. You right. know, it's right. like that there's a now it's like, all right, I need an extra pair of hands to get this these tasks yes. done so I can go back to doing the things that I'm really good it's, at. That, that's been key is finding a team of people that you can trust with your vision, mm-hmm. um, turning over control of that. Three years ago was really hard. Yeah. Um, but it's just finding the right people. I have a Clara mm-hmm. and I have a Lisa, mm-hmm. um, and we have a team of uh, people that come in too. And um, should I just name them? Should I just name Ashley? And yeah, Tony? sure. It, it's um, like you're you're winning a little Grammy <laughs> award right now, and you're and you're, you're giving thanks. <laughs> I don't want to miss anybody. Michelle has just left us, but we love Michelle. Um, uh, my brother-in-law worked for us for a little while, and he was amazing. And then we have all the people that work in the store. So, And then we have people like you who are part of our team and our bookkeeper. And it's just finding those people that you trust um, to kind of – and you have to turn it over, some mm-hmm. things over because you never get a chance mm-hmm. to actually do what you came into it for if you're – paying bills all the time or you're mm-hmm. taking pictures all the time That's or right. you're behind the cash register if you're packing and shipping so mm-hmm. you have to have that team of people and that's hard that's probably the hardest hmm. part is turning over some control but well i think i think a lot of it is because you know for me the turning over the control part is is because like i'd say like i'm not a perfectionist but i mean in a way i you know what it is i i've said this to a couple of people before no matter how many videos I'll make for you, every single time I send you a video since March, including the stuff that I did in July where I sent you the downtown videos, which were like smoking hot videos, even when I send those out... Did you get that? Did you get that? Make sure to get that. I don't give myself a lot... You know what's funny? I don't give a lot of pats on the back to myself, actually. They were I, I don't, amazing. And I haven't shared a lot because they're more fall-driven, but mm-hmm. where's the camera? You will be seeing these... What did you call smoking hot videos? Smoking hot videos. Okay. But when, but even when I deliver those, I'm kind of like, I don't know if they're going to like, I don't know, like, I don't know if you just, this is what I like, but I don't know if they're going to like it. Every single video or photo that I deliver to a client till to this day, I'm still nervous when I send it out to the client. The yeah. reason is I take it very heavily that someone just invested a good portion of their hard earned money to me. And put that responsibility in my hands to deliver something back to them that's going to help their business. Right. I I should say that I know this for certain, but I know there's a lot of people that do what I do that don't think about it that heavily. Part of that is probably just 
I probably think about it way too much than I really, really should. But that is what I'm thinking about. I'm just kind of like, this person just gave me, like, money to do this thing for them. Like, I have to deliver it, you know? Like, if I was a carpenter, I'd do the same thing. Like, if I was building someone a house, you know, they just paid me 350000 to build them, like, a really nice... Like, it would be, like, an immense amount of weight on my shoulder to say, like, when that family moves in, how is it going to feel for them when they're moving right. in and they're, like, in their kitchen, like... Is it going to be messed up? Like, is it everything going to work? Like, that would be the weight that would be on. So that kind of weight is on my shoulder when I'm just delivering a 30-second video of girls having fun downtown, which isn't, like, really that yeah, hard but, to I do. Mean, but it's a huge thing. I mean, we... I know, take so much responsibility for it. It's, it's, it. it just is. Yeah, what? Is that my wife saying something? Oh, God. What, what is she saying? Tell Brad to give himself a literal pat on the back. He does amazing work. My wife is like my number one supporter, by the way. I love my wife. She just... Well, my husband's the same way. I could not great. do anything without... Yeah, I love it. Him. <laughs> always. He's probably sending me texts. No, yeah. No, so. Oh, my goodness. It's but just, I feel the crazy. same way about earrings. So, like, I know... I know it's a big deal for some people to put, you know, $42 out. Right. I mean, that's... That's a lot of weight on me. Like, you're going to yeah. spend... $42 would have broke me mm-hmm. not too long ago. Right. Right? So, for me, for you know, every time we get a little ding from Shopify that we've got a sale, I'm thinking, wow. You know, to mm-hmm. me, I mean, even three years later with, you know, how many sales we've had... You I literally still, get little happy dances every time. I, seriously. Mm-hmm. I, and every every single time. And it um, it just... it just These, these women across the country that, you know spend this money it just i still can't believe it you're and just so, like kind of blown away so i want to just... make sure like okay this needs to be perfect like right and yes. and this needs to lay in this box perfectly yes. and we have to put the sticker on it and it has to be straight yes. and we have to tie this pretty bow that has to be the right ribbon it has to be experience for people so it's not just like you're not you know you're getting this and you feel like okay this was worth the money that i put into it yeah. that's a huge thing for me it's the same thing for you know, our retail stores, I want them to feel the same way when they get this package. I want them to be excited to put right. it on their shelves. Mm-hmm. So we really, I mean, I'm, I feel the same burden. In a yeah. Way. Yeah. It is. It, it, I think that's what it is. Though. It's like, it's a burden though, because I mean, I, I just, every single time I get a project, it, I mean, it really is like that. Every, I mean, even as like how quickly I can bang some of these things out. I just, I, I did this for a realtor the, the other week when I did that one for the uh, Chad Howery group. You know, like I knew how it was gonna look in the end. Like while I'm filming, I'm like, this is gonna come out good. But even when I sent it, I'm just like, I don't know. Is he, like, and they loved it. Like, I mean, he. Yeah. It's like been his favorite video that like he's God. he's had delivered for right. a video tour, you know. But I'm just still just like, it's just nerve wracking to me because like this person's paying me. I'm not doing it's this crazy. for free anymore. You know, if yeah. I was doing it for free, it's like whatever. You don't like it, that's your problem. Beggars can't be choosers. That's true. You know. Yeah. But anyways, uh, hey, I want to do this. Uh, I forgot to bring these cards over, but this is a fun little, uh, it's a fun little uh, like little interview game. So we're gonna do pick a card, any card, and then you're gonna give me the this? card. What's that? <laughs> so pick a card, any card, and then you're gonna just hand me the card without looking at it. Okay. I think that's a good one. Don't look at it. I think okay. that's a good one. Oh god. Oh, all right. I love this question. All right, you have a hundred thousand dollars. You have to donate or create a charity. What do you do? Donate or create a charity. See, what did I tell you about this? Oh. What did I just say about this, Brad? <laughs> what would you do? Uh, it, it's super easy. I've, I've answered this question before, and the same answer every time. I'd give it to Colonial Capital Humane Society, and what I would just would give it to them. There, we, we we did a project with them. And I, do have you ever been there? 
Um, we actually just went there last week, and we we've, we've met a couple of people over the past week. Um, yeah, they're 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 great. They're yeah. ready to rock and roll. They actually just did their groundbreaking ceremony on Sunday. I uh, saw that. For their, I saw uh, that. So they're they're building new um, they're building a new cat house and they're building a new um, dog shelter. So all of their I think they have like twenty two kennels right now, but they're all outdoor kennels. Right. They all got like holes in the roof. I mean, it's like crazy. Like there's like literally there's like three buckets on every single kennel on the top because there's holes in them. So like when there's a storm, right. you know, there's like the dogs are sleeping in, in, in rainy conditions. Right. Uh, my dog actually came from Colonial Capital, um, our dog Nala. And, uh, what kind was, of dog is it? Uh, she's a pit mix. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually kind of funny because we first met her when I was, I had to go back and get some extra footage for their campaign video last year. And I was like, hey, do you have like a dog that I can just get like, running around in, in the play yard that's just like pretty good off leash and the dog trainer there she was just like oh yeah she's like she happens to be really good so i got footage of her and then my wife is watching the video like I, my wife watches like almost like all of my videos like before i send it to a client um and uh she saw her she was like oh what's that what's that dog there and then she started following them long story short they had um an adoption day at the farmer's market mm-hmm. on the saturday so they brought all the a bunch of the dogs there and so they were saying, oh, Nala is going to be here. And so my wife was like, oh, hey, can we go to the farmer's market? And so then we went there. We took my kid there. My kid fell in love with her. And then basically we took her home like two days later. So that's, <laughs> so that's kind of that, – so it's just kind of funny how it happened that the one of the dogs I was using in the video uh, happened to be the one that we ended up adopting. So you that's know, we love that's her. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, But anyways, yeah, I mean, so, you know, so I, I would definitely give it to – some sort of a dog rescue. Animal yeah, rescue. some sort of animal rescue, yeah. So that's a great idea. We we have rescued animals too. Um, we rescued a cat from the animal shelter. Um, he lives with my mama now with three other rescue cats. And um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I do think it uh, something that sort of I've put a lot of, you know, worry in just – in my life is childcare, affordable childcare. Mm. Um, I think it holds a lot of people back, particularly women from mm-hmm. starting, you know, to having time to right. um, start a business. You know, yeah. you don't have time. You can't afford to put your kid in childcare. Right. You have to stay home. Therefore you have no time. So something like, I don't know. I just think that needs to be easier for people. And the burden of parent. I mean, like if you think about the burden of putting earrings out, I mean like the burden of, you know, parenting, is even greater and so then you have this sort of struggle that you're now you're now not the one that's you know raising your child during the day because you want to start this business thing right. I'm, I'm just saying so that that definitely i could see where that helps uh you know to have affordable daycare because it's like you're you're stressed i mean i don't know what daycare is it's like a few hundred bucks a week or something like that right so even um, any money that you would potentially make would go to pay for the child care and then there's nothing right. left Right. Um, so I don't know. That's a struggle, but and I don't know how you make you know uh, daycare affordable. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely uh, it's it's definitely a, a struggle. It know, is a struggle for, for people. I mean, yeah. I can't speak freely to it, obviously, but um, but I know that it's a struggle for people. Um, I figured I was going to say, so I'm just going to leave it there. Um, yeah, what's about Claire? You, you what, what? What are you trying to say? What is level five? What? What's a big deal? Okay, all right, no big Should deal. We go over? Yeah, no big deal. Well, I just, I don't like to keep you here for like three hours either. So Why not? A minute now. Like, let's do it. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, you're like, I feel good now. Let, let, let's, let's do this all over again. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, 
<laughs> All right, so you could find Audra um, style. Uh, it's let's see on Instagram, it's at Audra underscore style. style. So it's Audra underscore style. Um, and then on Facebook, I guess you would just type in Audra style, mm-hmm. or you can visit on the web at AudraStyle.com. And uh, let's see your flagship stores. There's one on Glen Burnie, and there's one in Moorhead City. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, there's. Uh, I did go to that Moorhead City the one time to film the the tour. That I forget, oh, that's the, right. I forget the lady's there, name, right? but um, it's probably she, Emily was there. It might have been. Uh, I, I forget her name. Yeah. She was really good with kids. Though, I just remember it was there was there was a couple there was yeah. a couple uh, little girls in there shopping with her mom. Yep. And she just was like... Emily's great. We have such a, a good team of Really people. good team. Yeah, 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 really good team of people. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so then they're in, uh, they're in Moorhead City. Uh, and uh, Or you can shop online at audrastyle.com. So thanks so much for uh, for coming on. This is, this is a lot of fun. Thanks for having um, me. Let's see. So next episode is episode 49. And uh, that's September 15th. So who are we having on, Claire? That's the 29th, I thought. The 15th is, I, I think. Yes. So uh, two weeks from now is the next episode. We'll have Jonathan Davis from uh, Tap That uh, Craft Beer and Wine Bar in Newburgh. So they're right to hit down here in Pollock Street in downtown. Uh, he's a cool guy and uh, another good client of ours. So. Um, it's like a little recurring theme here that our clients happen to be our guests. Wink, wink. So, um, so if you want to be on the podcast, doesn't mean you have to be. A, if you want to be on the podcast, doesn't mean you have to be a client. But we're kind of like heavily scheduling our clients on here to promote them. So, anyways, um, so that's about it. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Yeah. So we can uh, kind of end this. Appreciate y'all. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. And you can visit themorningimpact.com to view all the past episodes including this one today. Peace. Click at the end? Did, did you click the end? Oh, is it, it's not playing music? Well, the, the stuff is muted anyway, so... Whatever, it's not a big deal. I can, I can see that the... Uh, this is built a microphone muted. What's happening here, Claire? I'll just, just mute the thing there. Just mute it. There you go. Okay, you just Are we off? Cool. Yeah, we're off. So I can pick my nose. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> oh, God. Any luck that stuff actually went through? I'm just messing with you. That was good. See, was that as hard as uh, you thought it was going to be? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. I just hope I didn't say anything stupid. No. It's, it's, uh... I've had 48 guests now, and not one of them has, like... Cry, so. I break down. <laughs> yeah, or have or have like been super nervous. Yeah, I mean it's uh. Yeah. It's oh, and your well. your your husband like commented right after you said you said that Jason supports you too.